Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're talking all about the seven essential marketing metrics for your startup. But before we get started, I want to let you in on a free resource I have available that accompanies this episode, and that is a marketing scorecard template. So we're going to be talking a lot about scorecard today. And if you don't have one in your business, I would suggest checking it out. You just have to go to ugly ventures backslash scorecard. Okay, it's U G L I V E N T U R E S dot com backslash scorecard and you get the free download right there. Um, And you can go ahead and customize this scorecard. It's essentially a Google Sheet that is going to help you track month over month or week over week if you prefer your essential marketing metrics of work which we're going to go through right now. So again that's uglyventures.com backslash scorecard. So let's get into it. Metrics. The metrics in your business. So metrics really matter. Metrics matter for a lot of reasons in a lot of different areas of our lives, right? When we can see the progress, when we can see tangible progress, it really helps us to stay motivated. But even if we're not seeing the numbers that we want to see in the data, it helps us to be more creative and ultimately helps us get to our end goal much faster, right? It's all about being intentional about the work that you're doing, the activities that you're doing. And in order to really live true to that intention, there is a big piece of that, which is understanding exactly what's going on in your business and how everything is performing. And without doing that, it's really difficult to sort of pivot and do those small shifts that are really going to make a big impact and really help to um, grab people's attention and to convert leads. So I want to start with a story. So numbers, (laughs) numbers didn't come easily to me. They they still don't. I'm not, I'm not really like a, a numbers person naturally. Um, but I've always wanted to be more data driven and I have a whole episode on how to be more data driven, which I will link to in the show notes here, but it took quite a while for me to develop the habit of filling in my marketing scorecard each week for my own business and to actually sit down and look at it. And it's it's really funny because for my clients that I serve as a fractional chief marketing officer, this is really the major role, one of the most major roles that I play within organizations is making sure that the scorecard is filled out and reviewing and analyzing it. But for some reason in my own business, it was something that I avoided for years and years. And 
the reason, um, if I'm going to psychoanalyze myself, and maybe you have experienced this as well, but one of the reasons I didn't want to look at the scorecard or didn't want to make time to actually review it regularly was out of fear. You know, when I first started my business, you know, blogging and podcasting and um, showing up on social media, I had a big fear looking at the numbers because the few times that I had done it, it was, I was always disappointed, right? So you, you kind of think, wow, I'm making such a big effort to sort of start up this project or, you know, it's taking a lot of my personal time and energy and all of that stuff. And then if the numbers don't come through the way that you want to, it is, can be quite disappointing. The other thing too, is when I was first starting out, I was looking at the numbers, you know, I would start looking week over week. And when you're first starting a business that, that even may, may be too frequent. Um, it is really interesting if you can look at larger data sets. And so waiting a couple weeks to review the data was a cadence that I got into at first that really, really helped me. Now I look at my scorecard every week. But looking at it sort of on a monthly basis and taking an hour or so to kind of find all the all the metrics and put it into the scorecard and have a good think about it once a month was really, really beneficial in the beginning. So do you have fear looking at the numbers? Um, I think that especially as creative entrepreneurs, we have a lot of great ideas. We want to keep going, want to keep looking forward. Oftentimes we're really, really occupied with the execution. And so you know, taking the time to wrangle the data and sit down and look at it to be more strategic. Sometimes it just feels like there's no time. Um, and then sometimes I've spoken to some creative entrepreneurs that feel like being too closely tied to the data can stifle creativity. But what I'm here to say is it's actually the opposite. So what I have found not only in my own business, but in the teams that I lead through inside different organizations as a fractional chief marketing officer is actually when you're looking at the data, especially if things are not performing well, it actually activates creativity much, much more because you're, you're looking at a problem that needs to be solved. And when you get in problem solving mode, I, I find that not only for myself, but for many different types of personalities of team members that I lead, it really activates their creativity, right? Solving the problem. So if I can give you one piece of advice, if you do have fear or you've been procrastinating looking at these numbers on a regular basis, is that you just got to get over the hump, right? And maybe that means once every two weeks or once a month or even once a quarter to start, right? But just commit, commit to looking and reviewing at the numbers um, in a set period of time. And as that becomes more naturally to you, it will, it will be easier to do it more frequently. So that's the, the piece about fear of looking at the numbers. So let's, let's actually talk about what is a scorecard. So a scorecard is essentially a, an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet as I like to use. And it's been, it could be broken out in a lot of different ways. The sections that I like to look at are ones that correspond to the client value journey. So the client value journey is a six step process that all potential customers go through when they first 
learn about your business, right? They become aware of your business to kind of engaging with your business, becoming a client or a customer, and then becoming a raving fan. It's like all customers go through this journey, whether or not you intentionally design it. What's really cool about the scorecard, if you organize it to correspond with the stages of this journey, it becomes really easy to understand, you know, this client value journey, which is essentially a marketing funnel, you can understand which elements of the funnel are stronger than others, which areas need your attention. So if you do go ahead and download the free um, scorecard template that I have, this is already organized in that way. You can take a peek and what you're going to want to do is, of course, tailor it to the specific marketing activities that you're doing in your own business. And you have a bunch of ideas that I have there in that template to get you started. But essentially, the scorecard has the elements of what is the marketing activity that you're doing, right? Either you're running ads or you're trying to, you know, get some PR mentions, articles right out there or you're doing social media. So all of these different marketing tactics that you're doing, we want to measure the performance. And a scorecard aggregates over a month, over a quarter, right? Your sum totals of the kind of performance that you want to be aiming for. And what the scorecard also does is matches that performance against a particular goal. And so here's when things get really interesting because setting out a target goal for, you know, email subscribers or website traffic is really, really important because it is that gap right there between what is actually happening versus what you want to have or what you intend to, to want to, to have happen is where the real magic begins when I was talking about creativity before, this is the moment, right? If you look at a gap between your performance versus what is projected, and if that gap is big, you're going to want to turn on all that creative energy or start learning more or start asking for advice in order to improve. And that is the magic of the scorecard, right? Seeing if you're on, ta on target or off target for your revenue goals or your production goals. So again, take a look at the template. I would love for you to try it out and tailor it to your business and get your hands dirty using it. It is a really an awesome tool. So that gets us into what exactly should you be tracking? So the scorecard template has, you know, all of these metrics kind of built into it, but I wanted to highlight several, actually seven in specific that, specifically seven that I look at that really gives me a story of what is happening in the marketing department. So let's dive in. All right, so the first metric to track, of course, and the most obvious is total revenue. You wanna be looking at how much money your business is pulling in each and every week, each and every month. This is gonna give you a really good idea of how your business is doing, right? Are you making money or not? And I also think it's really meaningful to put those goals, right, for your weekly or monthly or quarterly revenue, because that is just like a very high level uh, metric that's very easy to see. Like, am I, am I doing well? Am I not doing well? Right? So that's the top line. 
top line revenue. The second metric I want you to be tracking is website traffic. So website traffic, website is your storefront and almost anything that you want your prospects to be doing, it starts with your website. So even if you're focused on selling through social platforms, your website is still very, very important because it's usually where the transactions are done and it is the place where prospects can learn a lot more about your business. And so you want to be paying attention to your website traffic and how, you know, how is it performing against your competitors or against industry standards? So I'll talk a bit about benchmarking after I go through the seven metrics. But again, sort of having an idea of how things are performing um, in your sector is really good to just give you an idea of where you should be in terms of things like website traffic. And that's pretty easy to find in a quick Google search to be able to understand how your competitors are doing in terms of website traffic, in terms of just brand awareness and interest, right? Because all of those things are very connected. So after looking at website traffic, you want to be looking at, this is the third metrics to track, which which are leads. Now, a lead in this case is an email address. So each and every week, each and every month, how many email addresses are you adding to your overall marketing list? Your marketing list represents the contacts that you actually own. So remember, your social platforms that you're probably spending a lot of time, energy, effort, um, budget on maintaining, right? Those leads, those followers, they don't belong to you. They belong to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. They're not your actual contact. It's not your asset. And so focusing on the amount of leads that you are getting, either converting leads from your website traffic or even converting your followers into leads, right? Convincing your followers, maybe through lead magnets or some other promotion to give you their email address is number one most important thing in your business when it comes to marketing because your email list is representative of the audience that you can be selling to over and over again via email and email is a very very intimate environment to be communicating with um, your prospects you can really personalize messages you can really make a connection an emotional connection with your prospects via email so email marketing is so important and it's 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 forever strong right it's forever strong you know trends may come and go but email marketing has just steadily been you know such an important part of marketing for years and years and years so keeping track of how many leads you're getting is really important because again this is your audience that you're going to be selling to Now, as we get a little bit more granular, I want you also be tracking, this is the fourth uh, metric, your cost per lead. So again, you can find industry averages there per per platform, for example, if you're running ads or just in general. But, you know, leads can cost anywhere between, you know, less than a dollar all the way up to like a hundred bucks a lead. It really depends where your leads are coming from. A place like LinkedIn, for example, traditionally has much more expensive leads, but apparent, but the reason being is that they're much, usually much more qualified and much more 
just higher quality as opposed to Facebook where you can get leads for, you know, cents on the dollar. But it is important to pay attention to the lead cost. And if you, there's a couple ways to look at lead cost, actually, and also the next metric, which is client acquisition cost. So you can be factoring in the costs as your advertising cost. That's great. That's usually what I do with most of my clients. That's kind of like best practices. But if you're like just, just starting out, I find that it's also a really cool thing to do is to just figure in your marketing operations cost. So let's say you can't um, afford to start to run ads yet. You can actually put in the cost of an assistant or your, you know, your marketing assistant or your social media manager. And you can look at that in terms of cost per lead because, you know, anyone that's managing your social, for example, or helping should, you know, in your business should be held accountable for or at least measured against you know, production in terms of bringing in leads. Okay. So cost per lead, very easy metric to calculate. It's just how many leads that you have within a given period of time, new leads divided by the total cost to acquire them, right? If it's ad spend, it's super easy to calculate. If it's someone like a marketing manager, you can get a little bit of creative, but I still would like you tracking that. It's also really great in understanding like the ROI from whomever's working with you, especially in those early stages, because if you do spend the money to bring on a social media manager, for example, you expect them to be bringing leads into your business. You should, because you know, just a plain kind of brand awareness uh, play without much production is is not super helpful. I think in those early, early stages, you want to be bringing leads in and having conversations and sort of understanding customers better, right? You need that feedback. So cost per lead, super easy to calculate. The next is client acquisition costs. And it's sort of the same sentiment there, right? If you are able to convert your leads into actual paying customers, you want to do the same actual equation, right? You just want to divide total new customers by the cost it took to acquire them. And you can do that with team members, operational costs, or ads. But as you grow, I highly recommend really separating those operational costs from your ad spend. different there's different philosophies on that and this is kind of subject for a whole different podcast but um the marketing department of course has a lot of different functionalities and they ultimately support lead uh, bringing leads into your business and sales but oftentimes the cost of acquiring the client is much more than just the operational team it's also the sales team right so straight division from ad spend is quite clean to calculate. But again, if you're in those early stages, it's important to understand the ROI of all the dollars spent. So I'll leave that to you to decide how exactly you want to calculate that in your business. So we are on to the one, two, three, four, five, sixth metric to track, which is conversion rate. Ooh, this is a good one. So conversion rate, you can look at from a lot of different angles. The first conversion rate I want you to be tracking is your website traffic into leads. So anyone that stumbles onto your website, whether it's through organic traffic like SEO, direct traffic, or through social, or even through paid, you want 
a good number of that traffic to be converting and leaving you their email address. The benchmark, like industry standard lowest low, I usually like to go by is 5%, a 5% conversion rate of website traffic into leaving you their email address into lead, right? And so what does that mean? Like, how do you get that conversion rate? So that means when people first pop onto your website, right, into your homepage, in what ways are you enticing them to leave you their, their email address, right? Your homepage of your website above the fold, which means that that first screen that comes without having to scroll down is your most important asset is your most important piece of real estate online and in that you want to be offering something to clients like whether it's a discount or to book a call or you give them a free piece of content right which we call lead magnets we want to be getting email addresses because again emails allow us to keep in communication and keep building like know and trust factor and building the relationship with our audience so keeping track of that conversion rate is really important and so i would say on the scorecard you know if you're going to look at a goal say okay my goal is to get a five percent conversion rate for website traffic and that's a really first a really great first project to sort of be looking into right if you're only converting at one percent what sort of changes do you think you can make to that homepage that could help increase that conversion rate? Another important conversion rate to pay attention to is if you're running ads, you want to look at impressions, right? So how many people are actually seeing this ad versus, versus how many people click on the ad, right? Looking at this number is going to tell you, well, how effective your ads are, the copy, the design, are they interesting? Are they actually you know, speaking to your target client in a way that makes them actually want to click through. Another important thing to look at for a conversion rate is your click-through rate to lead. So how many people are actually clicking on the ad? And then out of that subset, out of that cohort, how many people are actually leaving you the email address? And this is going to give you a lot of great information on, well, is this lead magnet, is this piece of content I'm putting through as an ad, really performing, really interesting for my target client or not, right? And so paying attention to conversion rate is really important. And of course, if you have a sales team, you're obviously, I hope, playing, paying close attention to, you know, the amount of sales calls versus the amount of closed one. So you're, you're kind of looking at your whole marketing sales funnel and understanding conversion rates. Because once you have a clear idea of conversion rates, right, that you know that the copy and the creative is as good as it can get, that, you know, the offer is really good. But once you have that conversion rates down, then the math, right, to figure out how much money you should be spending on ads, for example, in order to get X amount of actual customers, paying customers, well, that becomes much easier to see and understand. And so scaling up, right, also becomes easier. But in startup phase, the hardest part there is just getting a handle on a consistent conversion rate, right? And just getting consistent website traffic and getting consistent performance out of the marketing and sales. But you'll get there. And then the last seventh, last and final metric I want to look at is customer retention. So yeah, I know a lot, this kind of usually is categorized under like, customer success or customer service. But for me, it's absolutely related to marketing because, 
you want to make sure that once you acquire those customers that they're having a fabulous experience. And there's a lot we can do on the marketing side to help support the customer success team, right? But then also overall, if the retention rate is very low and the churn rate, for example, is very high, if you have a SaaS product, there could also be a disconnect between the communication leading up to making that sale, all the marketing communication, all that stuff, versus once the the client actually gets in with the product or service, right? So paying attention to this number is really important because we want to make sure that we're selling the right thing or communicating in the right way. And so when customers actually come in to your business, that they are super happy and they're just your right fit kind of customer. So that is that. That are seven essential marketing metrics to be tracking. So just to review, we've got number one, tracking total revenue. Number two, website traffic. Number three, your leads, which are your email addresses you're getting. Uh, Number four, cost per lead. Number five, client acquisition cost. Number six is conversion rate. And number seven is customer retention or your churn rate. So again, I mentioned this before, but you can do some really great benchmark research by just it's really quick google search will help you find what some industry averages are and if you're advertising on a certain platform there's tons of great information on you know what other clients are typically seeing in terms of production um and again website traffic all this stuff can be found with a quick google search but it is usually quite it usually varies from business to business so different industries tend to have different conversion rates so if you're looking to kind of do some benchmarks if you're just getting started with this marketing scorecard and you want to put some goals right in for the quarter or for the year or whatever looking at the benchmarks but within your particular vertical your particular industry is going to be important because again if you're selling you know e-commerce is going to have much much different sort of conversion rates and and cost per leads than you know a b2b SaaS product for example um or an enterprise product for that matter so do your research and make sure that you're looking at good comps right not unrelated comps because it may just keep you being very frustrated so the last piece of all this is going back to the beginning right making it a habit so as i said i think it's really important to look at these metrics on a weekly basis but do not get yourself down if that feels overwhelming to you or you don't know how you're going to make the time Um, or maybe it's something you've been putting off for years like i did right just start with a small step make it a habit commit to putting in your calendar once a month a founder focused power hour now the focus (laughs) the focused founder power hour is a a tool that i like to uh, talk about with my founders which is just like one hour a month where you focus on filling the scorecard looking at the data digging in you know going down the rabbit hole of of reports and all of these things and and then spend five to ten minutes journaling on your ideas or conclusions so it shouldn't take you the full hour to fill out the scorecard it should only take usually about like 15 or 20 minutes but give yourself that 30 extra minutes to sort of marinate on the numbers you know why those certain numbers happened i really love on the google sheet to be making comments 
for each number that I put in, each metric, sort of any like writing in comments about what activity produced those numbers. So if there was a particularly high number of leads for the the previous month, for example, that could be could be because we ran like a special promotion or we had a partnership or something, but making those like annotating the Google sheet and then reflecting on what worked, what didn't work and how you're going to um, do better next time, right? Just taking that moment to reflect. So make it a habit however you can. Once a month, focused founder power hour, or if you're really an A-plus student and you want to get into the habit of doing it once a week, do it. I love it. I do it on Mondays. It makes my Mondays sort of start on the right foot. Um, helps me be really focused because if you do it on a Monday, it's really great for sort of setting the pace for the rest of the week, but understanding like the few action items that need to get done through the week that are going to correspond with anything that's going to help move the needle with the metrics. So that is it. Those are your seven essential metrics for marketing. I hope this was helpful. Again, if you want to grab that free download of the scorecard, the marketing scorecard template, you just have to go to uglyventures.com backslash scorecard. And of course, as always, that'll all be in the show notes. So I am so happy you joined me this week and I can't wait to see you back here next week for the Marketing for Startups podcast. Bye for now. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.